All right, I'm so glad you're here today. This is a special Sabbath that we're having today, so it's a little different than what we usually do. But today, it is a, uh, a significant portion of our investment as the Boulder Seventh-day Adventist Church that we invest in education, and specifically in education in general. So, so there'll be an element here where we're going to be acknowledging that and, and praying for everyone. But, but in specific, uh, in terms of personnel and in terms of resources, we invest significantly in a school called Vista Ridge Academy. And Vista Ridge just got started a couple of weeks ago, and we have a number of the staff and teachers here today and we're going to take some time, we're going to spend some time today uh, getting to know some of them better. There's some new teachers on the staff this year and uh, hearing from some of the ones that have been here a little longer. Uh, Marsha, our principal, is going to share some words and then I'll have some words after that. And then we're going to integrate uh, a prayer time with our music time at the end. You know, we do three songs at the end. We'll go into our first song. And then after that, we're going to have a general prayer time for any teachers, wherever you're teaching, uh, in this room today to come here to the front and we'll pray for you. Then we'll do another song. Then we're going to pray for any students because there's a lot of young people in this church who are students at this time. We're going to pray for you and then we'll have another song and we'll close out as we normally do. So that's how it's going to go a little bit differently today. But why education? Why are we looking at that? Well, we're going to talk about that as we go along, but just specifically to tie into what Doris just read us in the text, Jesus was really about three main things. If you read in the book of Matthew, you see what he was up to. He was teaching, he was preaching, and he was healing. Well, okay, healing is obvious enough. We, we can tell what that was about, but what's the difference between teaching and preaching. Well, maybe it is a bit of a fine line that sometimes blurs into one another, but for our purposes today, I would say it like this. Preaching tends to be exhortation along the line of putting faith in Jesus, believing in Jesus, determining to live according to what Jesus says. But teaching is all about telling you what it is that Jesus says and what it is that Jesus has told us. And not just that, but also the other realities about the world that God has made. And, uh, and to learn those things in the context of Jesus is the reason that we make the investment in Christian education. We want children to have that opportunity to learn those things in the context of, of faith and community. So, so this is why we make that investment. And so to that end, today... I want to invite to join me right now, uh, up here on the platform, our three newest teachers, in a sense, so I'll explain that in a second, uh, at Vista Ridge Academy. So, so Digmara and Stephanie and Pam, if you all will join me up here right now, and there's a microphone right there on the front pew, you grab that as you come up here. Here we go, come on up, come on up. So here's the funny thing uh, about reality and, and, and different people and different things. So they are all a little nervous coming up here and talking in front of grown people. But let me tell you a little secret about me. I'm terrified standing up in front of children. So 
it's kind of different gifts, right? Uh, every time, so, so yeah, so I'm on the list to do chapel at Vista Ridge. That's the most frightening thing I do all year long, and I, I'm, I'm on it several times. I go ahead and concede I'm supposed to do it and not be afraid, but uh, yeah, it terrifies me uh, to do that, but it's just funny how God prepares us each for different purposes. So, so we're going to start with Digmara. So we'll pass that down there to the end. Can All right. Me? <laughs> so yeah. So I got uh, I got questions I gave you before, but you never know if I might throw a curveball in there. So be ready. All right. So here we go. You are new at being a main teacher, but you're not new to Vista Ridge. So how long have you been involved at the school? And what were you doing before this year? Well, good morning. Happy Sabbath. It is a privilege for me to be here. I've been at Vista Ridge. This is my third year at Vista Ridge. Um, for two years, I was a teacher's aide. And now I have a new challenge. So which, which class were you aiding in the last couple of years? So before, I was aid uh, preschool, pre-K, and kindergarten. Okay. All right. But now this year, you're doing something different. What, what's, what's your role this year? Now I'm the lead teacher, uh, pre-K. Lead teacher for pre-K. Pre so if you don't know how this has developed, you know, there's the, the regular first through eighth grade uh, that we've traditionally been involved in, and then kindergarten. Uh, but then the opportunity is there, particularly in this community right now where the school is, uh, there is a high demand for uh, Christian preschool and things like this. And we've invested in this more and more over the last few years and, and actually expanded the whole program with it. And now you've moved into that main teacher role. All right. What differences are you experiencing this year compared to last year as an aide? Well, let me tell you how everything started one day I was on uh, one of the school activities and Miss Marsha asked me, do you like to work with kids? Do you like it? And I told her, yes, we like to work here. Yes. And then when she left, I was, I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> and because um, you get a lot of like questions. What if, what if I can't do it? And it was a challenge for me. I was very afraid. I remember asking me, Sandy, I don't want to learn making mistakes. <laughs> and for the, those first year, I started to take in classes. Um, I went to college, and I'm still taking more classes. And um, I was always observing my, the teachers, how they will do it in different situations. And um, I will always ask myself, what, what would you do, Digmar, in this case? And, uh, but now that I have the challenge, it's like, oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> uh, but it's a privilege. It's a blessing to be a to be, um, teacher, to be at Vista Ridge. And um, every time, I always say that this, I don't wake up this morning, every morning and say, I have to go to work. It's like, whoo, I'm going to my classroom since I first started. So I'm really enjoying it. Um, I'm learning. I'm still learning. And every day is different. Every day is an adventure. And um, I know now that God had a purpose for me and for all of us. But, yeah, Amen. it's been a blessing. All right. So 
how many kids do you have in your class? And uh, any stories you want to share from the first two weeks? I have 13 students, and they all have strong personalities. <laughs> <laughs> and um, are any of them in the room right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, uh, but I found um, just a pure love. And there's never a boring day. <laughs> and um, I always get there, okay, I'm gonna teach them this. But then I learn a lot of lessons from them. I can tell a lot of stories. But um, I just, I think one of the biggest stories that I, not stories, but lessons that I've learned from them is how they're fighting every, oh, all day. They're fighting because I want this toy. I had it first, and I want to turn. No, but I wanted it now. And they're always in that <laughs> um, situation. But it's so interesting how they fight, right? But then they apologize. And five minutes later, they're playing like if nothing happens. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the greatest lessons that we as adults, we have to learn. Yeah. And that just amazes like me, because that's what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And if we want to enter into the kingdom, if we want to go to heaven, we have to become like one of them. We must become like pre-K. Yes. There it is. All right. Yes. <laughs> You're allowed to fight, but get over it. A lot All of right? fun. That's the rules. A lot of things to learn. I fight. As you know, I'm pregnant, and they always worry. Is the baby okay? Can I say hi to the baby? So oh, that's, that's just precious. That's so precious. All right. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Thank you, Dimon. And now Stephanie. All right. So you get kind of an unusual first question, and that question is, how long have I known you? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so this is a, a fun question. So I. Um, my family has actually known the Pattersons for a long time. My parents became friends with them when they went out to Michigan to go to Andrews University for the seminary. And you started attending Papa um, mm -hmm. SDA Church, which is where my family um, attended church, and they became friends. Um, and then I actually reconnected with both of you um, when I was talking to Alicia about I was looking for a job, I was doing interviews, and uh, Alicia's like, oh, I have a great school that I think you should talk to. And she made the connection between um, Vista Ridge and myself, and so I have them to thank for making that opportunity happen. Yeah, so <laughs> we feel proud, we feel good about that. But it's been a real privilege. I mean, we've basically known you your whole life. What year were you born? 2000. Uh, yeah. So, so we knew her parents before she came along. So that's how that works. But uh, amazing to see the children of your friends growing up and then to have that opportunity to, to see it come together and, and be a part of it. So you chose to come to Vista Ridge when you had other options. You need to know she graduated this last year from Andrews University, and if you didn't know, there's a lot of competition out there right now for uh, education majors coming out of the Adventist schools, and you had other options. What was it about Vista Ridge that made you want to come and teach here? Yeah, so I actually interviewed with quite a number of schools and conferences, um, but I did visit two in person, and Vista Ridge was the first one that I came to visit, and then I had one scheduled the next week, but 
Um, even before I left Colorado, um, I just had this feeling of um, welcome and love from the community. Everyone was just so kind and welcoming to me, and I could just really feel God's love in the staff, in the students, in the environment, and I could just see the effort that they put, everyone put in, um, school board, um, to make me feel um, welcome and wanted as a teacher, and I also just loved Vista Ridge's um, their purpose and their message at their school. And it was something that I personally connected with um, versus um, the other school options were, were great, but I didn't feel called to them um, like I did with Vista. And after I visited Vista, I was really hoping the next school that I visited that it would be like a clear no so that I knew that I was supposed to go to Vista Ridge and it was. Um, so yes, it was very clear to me. Well, we are very thankful for that. All right. so. You have just finished your first two weeks as a solo full-time teacher. Now, I know it's not your first in the classroom. You do all kinds of stuff in education. But first solo two weeks, any surprises, anything different than you thought it might be? Um, I don't think necessarily surprises, but I guess just for me personally having the mentality that when I did my student teaching, um, the students had already had a whole semester of building um, their base in the classroom. Um, and so now coming in at the very beginning of the year, I'm having to build that base with them. But it's been actually really fun um, and I've been enjoying it a lot. Um, I will be honest, I, it is tiring, but it's a good tiring. Like you go home um, tired from a long day of being active, especially with first graders. There's a lot of energy, um, but it's a good tired and I look forward to the next day. So funny story from the other night, we were having uh, we were having Vista Ridge School Board, which, by the way, Brittany McLaughlin is our school board chair, and uh, she's doing a great job leading out this year in that. But we were having our, our school board meeting, and, and Marcia took us all on a little tour at the, end of, uh, at, at the end of the meeting, and so we went down and we went into your room, and Ryan was there. Ryan's not here today, but Ryan, what, he works in some sort of graphic, I don't even know exactly what his job is, but he cares about colors and things. And uh, he, came, he came walking into your room and he said, oh, she has a color palette. And I, I thought, okay, yeah, not something I noticed. But now that you mentioned it, everything in there is beautifully color coordinated. So, so for what it's worth, Ryan noticed that you have a color palette, and he could probably tell you the name of it. But anyway, all right, tell us a bit about your class, and do you have any students here today? Um, yes, I do have one student here today, and... Who's um, your student? Caspian. Caspian, where are you, man? <laughs> all right. I don't know if he's in here. Yeah. There he is, I see oh, okay. him. There <laughs> he's he is. Hiding. Ducking down. Yeah, so I have a really fun class. I have 12 students. I have eight boys and four girls. So there is a lot of energy in my class, but it's been a lot of fun. Um, so I wanted to think about it. I was saying that they all have their own like big personalities, but it's been really fun getting to know all of them. And they love to talk. They love to talk to each other. They love to talk to me. So I really enjoy hearing all their fun stories, getting to see their personalities, um, and just seeing what makes them laugh. They, they laugh a lot, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Very nice. All right. Okay, very good. Thank you, Stephanie. Now, Pamela, you are new to Vista Ridge. Tell about your background and how God led you into this role this year. Sure. 
Hi there, I'm Pamela Pedigo. I grew up in Greeley, Colorado. The Greeley STA Church is, was my home church. I was also a worship leader over at the Adventure Church um, for a little bit before I last moved away in 2011. So I'm thrilled to be back home with family and God was just calling us to be home. So I was a stay-at-home mom, stay mom for five years and then <clears throat> I worked on my master's and my kiddo was starting kindergarten and I just kind of worked at her school. So I've been teaching for the past five years uh, in the elementary level at one of the, a top charter school in Arizona, but working here or starting here, I could go off for a long time about how wonderful the culture is and how happy I am to be at Vista Ridge. So yeah, you mentioned the culture of Vista Ridge, <laughs> which is amazing. And and of course, a lot of that credit goes to Marcia for what she's built. But even before that, Sandy Hodgson, who so many years poured into the culture in that place, as well as long-term board members uh, that have been a part of this church, that have been invested in it for so long. And I agree with you, the culture is amazing mm -hmm. and a wonderful thing. Now, we're doing some new things this year, and you are a key person kind of the anchor holding this new reality together. And if you don't know about this, it's called middle school. Back when you went to elementary school, you went first eighth grade and it was all whatever. But now there's this thing called middle school that is kind of normal in most places, but we've not necessarily adapted and adopted that model. Tell us how it works. Do you teach all the classes or how does it go for them? Sure. Well, I'm... I told Marsha right up front, I was like, I can teach math, but I don't think I'm going to be the best person for math. So I don't teach math. <laughs> uh, we do have another teacher for them who does teach math. They have um, sixth and seventh grade have it together, and eighth graders have their own classroom as well. And so with that time, the sixth and seventh graders have their English language arts time, and eighth grade has their own. So I've been doing a lot of assessments, figuring out where each kid is so that I can tailor different lessons and different vocabulary and reading programs to fit them. And for other students who are maybe showing a little bit more advanced, that I can also challenge them as well. So we're still in that assessment phase, but it's been a lot of fun for figuring out where we are and just teaching the kiddos you don't have to worry about where your class is. Worry about where you are. This is a safe space. Don't feel like, oh, I'm the last one finished. I'm this one. I'm, I'm not this or that. We're really practicing a growth mindset where we're saying, maybe I don't know this now, but I will later. So teaching them how to be patient with themselves in the learning process. So maybe I should give you a little context here of, of, I talked about how it's a little different than this year from what we've done in the past. So historically, or at least for the span I've been here and maybe the few years before, there was a teacher for first and second, a teacher for third and fourth, a teacher for fifth and sixth, and a teacher for seven and eight. But we have seen a large influx of students at the lower end to the degree that the decision was made this last year, we really need a dedicated first grade that's just first grade. And that's what Stephanie is teaching. And how many do you have? Did you, you have 12 in there. So there's 12 in that first grade class all by themselves. And last year's first grade class was very large as well. 
And so there's this group beginning to move through. Uh, but in the process of doing that and figuring out what the future was going to look like, we went to a new model this year, and that is first grade with a single teacher, second and third together, because those numbers worked out, uh, fourth and fifth together, and then the six, seven, eight middle school. And, and Pamela is the anchor person, the homeroom person for the middle school. But then we have help uh, to help her particularly with math uh, in these, to, to be able to break it up and people go different places at different times and do some different things. So, so we're figuring out how this goes this year, but I think it's off to a great start. And I think this is really going to be a very positive model as we go on. Um, so tell us about Kevin, who's teaching math. Kevin, he's, he's very smart. <laughs> so I can tell that he's very passionate about math. And I do believe that students, we need a, a good math teacher foundationally to set us up for success, to have it make sense, to help us connect the dots. And I had a lot of good science teachers, social studies, arts teachers, but I wasn't always strong in math teachers, and I'll be honest, so I'm really grateful that they have a really good someone, person who's really strong in math and who can help them succeed in life and to help it make sense. So I think he's going to be great. Yeah, and it's amazing that he's making this investment. He actually has a regular job. But because of his commitment to the school, he's, he's a, a member at Chapel Haven, which is the other church that is a part of the constituency with us. Uh, and he's been a part of the board for a long time. But because he's so committed to it all, uh, he's taking time away from that other work to come and teach math at Vista Ridge. And uh, so that's an amazing thing, and I really appreciate him. So tell us about your students any funny stories so far? I do. My first week was really awesome. I had no idea what to expect. It was not teaching. My first week at Vista Ridge was divine. <laughs> it really was compared to other schools I've it's been It's always that way, right? To with other yeah. middle schoolers. But when I thought about it, it really was a leadership um, issue. And, and I, this is a little bit off topic, but leadership matters. And it's so important when we support teachers and to be in a school that actually supports the teachers by getting them what they need. And I don't have to, to beg for donations from parents or this or that every week when you have a boss that you can come to and talk to and that matters. So when teachers are supported, teachers can actually care for their students Amen. and plan. So Thank you, and to thank you for all of you for supporting the teachers because it matters and it makes our lives just a little bit easier when we don't have to worry about our materials or you know, have issues and how to be creative. If we can just buy it, sweet, awesome, thank you. So, um, so with that said, the middle schoolers, they've just been lovely. We're still um, just getting in the routine of things and you know, they're always testing the boundaries and that's okay, but I do my best to create a safe place, a spiritual environment, and I really love teaching them Bible, where we get to explore uh, the patriarchs this year, um, but also find other ways of doing that through music, through drama, um, and reading, so it's been a lot of fun. It's been really great. I love it. Amen. All right, so thank you guys. Let's give them a hand and show them we appreciate them. So these are the, the new teachers this year, but... 
I guess it would be wrong to call you all the old teachers, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's not the way to say it. We have some other teachers who have been in their roles a little bit longer, so I want to ask Taryn and Rachel to come and join me for just a second here. We're not going to spend a really long time, uh, but I want you to hear a little bit from them because uh, these two really right now are kind of the anchors of excellence uh, within our teaching core um, and, and helping the others around them new to those roles be successful in those roles. So I have a question for both of you. So I guess since you're closer, you can go first, Rachel. So you're both in new rooms with at least one new grade, because you remember we shifted how the grades went. How's the transition going? Uh, so the nice thing about doing this is I did teach, I, so I have second and third grade this year. I had third and fourth grade last year. And um, I was able to actually stay put in my space, which was an oh, added advantage. Oh, you're still in the same yeah, room. Taryn you're like the only one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so bless you and thank you for doing that. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's now I have a new neighbor. Um, Stephanie's next door to me, so that's been really nice. And it's neat to have our, the opportunity for our one through three kids to work together. We have our middle shared room as our library that we're both using for first grade and for second and third graders. And so that's been really nice. Um, I did teach second grade a long time ago, my first year of full-time teaching, and so getting back into that age and space has been fun, especially now that my kids are getting more into that age and space, uh, trying that again and seeing uh, how uh, it's just a fun age as they're coming into their own thoughts a little bit more and uh, developing a little more independence, but there's also a lot of wonder, and uh, I really enjoy that. Very good. Taryn, how about you? How's this transition going? All right. I just want to say I really enjoy listening to everybody talk up here. We have a great team. Amen. We have wonderful culture. We all love it there, and, and it matters. It matters in how we teach when we love where we are. So I'm, this has been so nice. But I, um, so I did move classrooms, which was sad because she was my neighbor. <laughs> but it's, I also taught the fourth graders last year a little bit in one subject. And for me... It's been really interesting um, as we kind of have, I've had more professional development in like the last three years than my entire teaching career. It's been really just good and hard, but I think it's been really good to see with standards base, what do they need to know in fourth grade? What do they need to know in fifth grade? What are they going to learn in sixth grade? And because I'm kind of working with all those grades, it helps me learn how they're building their skills. And so it's been really um, good for me just to kind of get a whole picture of how they're building their skills and where they're coming from and where they're going. So it's been really kind of an educational journey for me, but also just knowing the kids and moving classrooms. And then that meant I got to decorate, which was fine, but <laughs> it was just really kind of, um, it's been really good for me to kind of see all the levels of where they are um, within a certain grade band. So I've enjoyed it. So go ahead and hang on to that. So, Taryn, as you start your second year, this is your second year, right? Yes. Yeah, at Vista Ridge, not yeah. teaching. What are you most excited about? The thing that I'm most excited about this year is continuing to build relationships because I love walking through the hall and recognizing almost every kid and saying good morning to them and having a relationship with them, whether it's the eighth graders, sixth and seventh, because they were mine last year, or knowing the pre-K's names. Like I know, I know more of their names this year. I know more of their faces. I know more of their personalities. 
and it feels like I just belong a little bit more. So I'm really just excited about building all those relationships. My own students, I had just one, you know, a couple days a week last year and just continuing to know them to a deeper level. I just don't feel like I'm starting from a blank slate. I just feel like I, I have that relationship with them and to continue to build that feels really, really good. Amen. All right, so Rachel, so many students in the lower grades, seeing all this influx of, of these kids, and Marsha will talk a little bit about some of the trends and what we're seeing, and you're playing kind of a key role for the younger grades. How are we making sure they're getting the very best education we can give them in these early years? Uh, well, like what Taryn is saying, I think is a key point of that. Our transition to standards-based learning is really helpful because it helps us to know not just what the grade level expectations are for the students at that particular grade level, but um, also kind of what comes before and what comes after. I know Pamela referenced how we've been doing a lot of assessment in these first few weeks because uh, it's important to know where every student is. And just because the grade level expectation is this, that it's not exactly where you want to begin because you want to know where your students are located. And we spent a lot of time last year uh, prioritizing the standards for the different grades and then creating a lot of vertical alignment documents, which basically means like, okay, for nouns, how do you introduce that at this level, this level, this level, this level, and this level? So then you can check in and say, okay, this is where my students are supposed to be, but they don't have that knowledge. So what do I need to fill in? And if they're here, what, do I, what can I do to extend or deepen their knowledge? And um, like Taryn, like we, had a, we did a lot of like creative teaching last year. So she taught the students I have for social studies. And I, the students I have this year, I actually taught for reading last year, which has uh, been really neat because we, we kind of all know each other. I was like, well, I guess we don't need to play the name games the first week. We already know that. Let's go ahead and get into some of these other things. So I kind of have a sense of where they are as a reader already. But they've grown a lot over the summer. Some We forgot some things over the summer. So we've spent a lot of time figuring out kind of where we are and then thinking, what do we need to do to go forward and how can we help small groups and individuals and also the team work together. Um, I know one of our long-term plans as we get into developing our PLCs, the teams that we're gonna be working with as teachers is if I have a group who's working on end adding endings to words and Taryn has a student who really needs to work on that standard or that skill, they can come join me at that time in my group. Or if I have a student who really needs to work on extending their knowledge with inferring and, you know, getting um, with their comprehension, getting answers from a text and citing that or whatever, I can send that kid to her to, for groups like grade levels and like those developmentally appropriate groups are super important for social development, but we can also really help each other as teachers with how to help the students academically get the things that they need. Um, and I feel like our team is really on board for working together in a way that's best for the kids. So yeah. I hope you can see just from this little discussion here, the level of capacity and sophistication we have in our teaching group and, and their willingness to be focused not on this is my silo, you worry about your own, but the way they're actually engaged with each other in this larger process. I remember going into the boardroom at one point and you guys had these things all over the walls that I started looking at. It was something about uh, expectations of different levels and things like that. I started looking at it and it was like, yeah, no, that's kind of complicated. 
but they, the level of sophistication of what they've got going on and the, the amazing interaction between the team and, and the, the, well, competence is way too small a word, the excellence uh, that, that Rachel and Taryn bring at the center, at the core of this, and bringing along the rest of the new staff in this process. You can see why all of us on the board are so excited about what's taking place uh, and what's going on there. So I thank you guys. I thank you for coming here, and I thank you for being great. Thanks. And so, yeah, give them a hand as well. Okay, I want to invite Marcia up now. And she's going to take a few minutes. Uh, I'm not going not to so much interview here, but let her have a few minutes here to just talk about uh, some vision and purpose. And I'll just uh, I'll go sit over here on the piano bench. Thank you. After hearing from the teachers, I really don't feel I need to say anything <laughs> other than... Um, there's a few things I'll share with you, but the beautiful thing of Vista Ridge Academy, um, I truly believe it's God's school. And I truly believe that everyone who's working there or who's attending there or who's supporting there is here for a purpose. And this year, our theme is Rooted in Love. And if we read in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19 says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. When I read this verse, it really encompasses what Adventist education is all about and knowing the love of Christ, developing the whole child so we can be prepared for this life that we're in now and be prepared for the life that's to come. You met some of our teachers. We have a whole nother half of that many or more of teachers at Vista Ridge Academy. And I want to, um, I'm going to spotlight Sandy Hep. So Sandy Hep has been there. I think she's one year more than I am um, that she's been at Vista Ridge Academy. So over 10 years. And what a blessing she is. And she, is, she came to me. I won't, I can't remember exactly when. But this topic of wellness for our teachers. This idea that if our teachers or we staff, if we are healthy, and if we are well, then our teachers will be healthy and they'll be well. And so Sandy Hupp is our champion for wellness for staff this year. And we, we have a plan. She is guiding us weekly in challenges. And yes, it's the idea of health and wellness, but that encompasses mental, spiritual, physical. And so I'm just so proud of her for stepping up into this role and really helping us to take care of who we are, to take care of ourselves, so that we really fully can be there for our students. This year we have 109 students. We're working on a few more. We are very blessed to have them. 
Um, yes, and as Pastor Jeff has mentioned, so about five years ago, we added preschool because when we did research in the area in the town of Erie, um, which was, I think when I started, it was 10,000 population. It was supposed to triple. I think we're going on 30,000 now. Um, but the median age was, um, the median age was 35. And so 35 in that age, so having young children. And so there were at that time in the town of 10,000, there were 12 preschool um, centers. Now there's more, but there was a lot. And so we, we saw that trend. We had kindergarten families coming with younger siblings, and so we added the three-year-old room. And so that has been growing over the past five years, and so we've been filling in into our upper grades. Um, this school year... Um, and it's been past school years too, but this school year we have 52% of our students have Adventist ties. And so what this means is you will see some of our students are here. They're attending Adventist church. Some of our students maybe have grandparents that attend the church or their parents grew up in the Adventist um, church. And so with this, we really um, over time have built community within our community, meaning that our town of Erie, we have more families who are sending their students to Visteridge Academy. And this has come from different ways, whether we were involved in events in the community. Um, King Supers did us a great favor by moving across the street, um, just because we had a lot of traffic going by us. What's interesting is this summer, um, we have hosted Camp Erie. So this is the town of Erie, their public and rec center. They have a summer camp for town of Erie kids. And they needed a location because one of their other locations was being renovated. So it, we um, worked with them and we had 76 and seven year olds who were on campus this summer at Vista Ridge. And I tell you what, they were so respectful. They worked so well with us. At the end, they left it in better condition than when they started. They even replaced a Uno game that got ripped. I mean, I could tell you more stories, but they were a blessing to us, and we were so proud to um, help them in the community. We do have new um, Visceridge families this year. We have 26 new students um, to Visceridge Academy. And... Just this connection and this idea that I read you the 52% stat. So you could know the other 48%, how do they find us? What do they want in a school? And our teachers already mentioned it. Just it's a safe place. It's a supportive place. We have a rich culture of, of, of acceptance. And we love everyone. And it's very genuine. And one family, just the connection, I just was working with the mom. She does a marketing newsletter. And I said, oh, I'd like, they said, she just, you know, asked all the schools, private schools in the area, do you want to support? Do you want to put an ad? And I said, yes. And this was maybe a couple years ago. And then it turns out the husband um, uh, was working with one of our church members whose kids go to Visceridge Academy. So there was two points of contacts and little did we know, two years later, I've been having this um, relationship with this mom through marketing, and she reached out out of the blue and said, I really like what you have going on there, and I want to 
take a tour, and now two of their children are attending Vista Ridge Academy this year. Amen. And so you just, I could, we could tell you story after story and connection after connection, but um, it's just a great, it's a great school. We have a great mission and purpose, and a testament to that is we had our back-to-school night event this week, and Sandy Hepp said um, at our worship after, the morning after, she said, this is the most well-attended back-to-school night that I've ever experienced at Vista Ridge Academy. And it just, the cafeteria was full. There was more 30 people outside. Um, we attended different um, classrooms to see the presentation that the teachers did. But it's just a really great feeling. And I invite all of you to come experience that. You are always welcome to come to the school. I am going to, before I go off, this, off the stage, I am going to ask you, I have a request. Will you please pray? Will you pray for Vista Ridge Academy? Will you pray for our staff? Will you pray for our students? We believe in the power of prayer. And what I know we've been talking about, what are the students learning? And we may think that they're learning math social studies, science, language arts, Bible. But a lot of them are learning more than that. And they are going through traumas that we can't even imagine that are happening at home. And I just ask that you pray for our students so that the Lord can fill them and so that they can remain at Visurge Academy and continue to grow in his love. Thank you. So I very much appreciated Marsha's leadership and really courageous leadership uh, to, to step into this role, which is impossible to follow Sandy Hodgson anywhere. It's even hard to do the food the week after her. Um, but she's just so good at everything, but yet Marsha has stepped into this role and, and, and I believe been a very courageous and visionary leader uh, that we need at this time. I, I, I started, we, we heard the text Doris read to us from Matthew. Jesus went about teaching, preaching, healing. We do, we do plenty of preaching here. Um, and, and in terms of healing, historically, there used to be a sanitarium here. That was, that was the primary basis this community became what it became in the first place, is attending to that purpose of Jesus of healing. But teaching, and why are we spending, why are we giving this time to teaching? Well, the truth is that Vista Ridge Academy and the subsidy that we as a church give to Vista Ridge Academy is our single largest budget item. And I feel like it would be irresponsible for us as a community to be even giving that kind of resource to something that we didn't know anything about, we didn't care anything about, and we didn't understand what role it played in our larger life. So we don't do it because of policy. We don't do it because we have to. We do it because we believe it matters. And here's how I believe it matters and helps, first of all, how it impacts this community, us in the Boulder Adventist Church. First of all, it builds up our community and fosters engagement and relationships. 
So those who are participating in the life of Vista Ridge Academy, and there are a lot of different folks from different ages, yeah, more of the parents with kids, but there are also other members who volunteer and do different things at different times. It creates a community engagement together. When your kids are friends, it helps you be friends as well. So that is a dynamic where it builds this community. It also builds this community by placing within the children of this community uh, a further depth of understanding of, of Jesus and faith and being a part of uh, the Boulder community and the Seventh-day Adventist church at large. So it builds up that piece as well and fosters it and brings it together. There's another thing that Vista Ridge Academy does for us that that you might not realize if you didn't, didn't see it happening, but it, the school has historically, not just now, but even in the past in different places, it helps young leaders develop into mature leaders. And I'm talking about adults here, not kids, because what happens at the school is parents get involved. And their involvement often starts as a voluntary, but then it often grows into board involvement or participation in a parent teacher type association or something like that and invariably those people who develop those skills leading out at the school later become key leaders in the church as well so there's a progression that takes place and right now there's a whole new group of younger leaders amongst the adults in the church who are developing those skills there who will become the future leaders here in this community as well. So that's one of the ways it benefits us here. But let me say something beyond that. Of all the things that we are doing as a church, Vista Ridge Academy is our most significant engagement beyond this circle. It's very difficult for us sometimes, particularly here in this Boulder community, to get outside our walls because we don't always have a lot of common ground. We don't always have a lot of engagement. And a lot of you drive quite a ways to be here. You don't even live in this town. So it is difficult for us. We're kind of famous here uh, for our facility, and primarily by that I mean our restrooms, because there are folks who come here on Sabbath morning on their hikes and stop by. And because we will have our restrooms open, here in a couple weeks when Porch Fest takes place, the, the event on the top of the hill here at Mapleton where uh, they have different bands that come and play on different porches, and we provide a few things, one most important being bathrooms for people. But it's hard for us to get beyond that sometimes, but Vista Ridge Academy has gone beyond that. You heard in Marsha's saying, 48% of the student body come from families that don't have an Adventist context. Why? Because Vista Ridge is in the right place at the right time. It's placed in a community right now that is expanding dramatically, and it is, it is rapidly becoming one of the, if not the, Christian school of choice for a lot of people in that area. And we want to continue to build on that and continue to grow that because we have a contribution to make, not just to ourselves, but to this larger region. Now, having said that, there is obviously an interesting challenge there because 
we're kind of the home-based church. We also have Chapel Haven that's a part of this as well. But uh, we've been a home base for, for what was the parent school for what became Vista Ridge, Boulder Junior Academy, which used to be located close by here. It's not close anymore. It's 30 minutes away. Now, that doesn't mean it's still not the right investment for us. It doesn't mean it's not the right thing for us to be doing. But it does raise an issue. And this is an issue we've talked about before and we'll continue to talk about more as the days go by. And that is, we have got to begin projecting some of our church involvement and some of the reality even of our worship service involvement into that zone where we have such a powerful entrance into the larger community. Now what that looks like has not yet fully been fleshed out, but ideally what comes to be is at some point we have some sort of a worship experience taking place out there on Sabbaths without letting go what we have here. Because this is precious and there's a long history here and it's important that we maintain this witness in this town and find our voice and our engagement. But we can't let this opportunity go by. In fact, one of the ideas that Marsh and I kicked around at one point, and you can be thinking about this at some point in the future, is we may have a Sabbath that we would call Church at Vista Ridge Sabbath, where we would hold our worship service there just for the sake of seeing what would it take, what are the logistics to make something like this happen. Now, again, I'm not saying at any point we're going to stop doing what we do here. I don't want to do that at all. But I am saying I would like to see us get something going there as well. And I think maybe a way to do that is to experiment with that. So we'll talk about that more as we go forward. And you may hear more about that uh, somewhere down the road. We don't have any plan on it yet other than just the idea of it uh, so that we could come to understand what it would take. But I believe there's a huge window of opportunity here both for the school on the education side and us as a Christian community to be able to project the mission God has given us into that space as well as here. So be looking for that as we go forward. I believe God's put us in the right places at the right time. And we just need to be faithful to him to continue to follow his leading.